picture at Los Angeles 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all 24 episodes of The Golden Palace, which of course is a spinoff of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the United States on Hulu. Yes, and we just watched season one, episode 20, titled Pros and Concierge, which aired on April 9th, 1993, and is the one where Roland quits and Sophia takes a vacation, kind of. Kind of, not really, not really. But, oh boy, what a week it's been. Like, oh. oh. I mean, we should we should preface this by saying up top that this is not a political podcast. We are not, that's not what we do. And we offer this as a distraction to the moments of the world however there are moments in this podcast history that it was very important for us to address those pivotal moments happening in the world and i think last week's supreme court decision is probably one of those moments that need to be addressed a little bit i am i will tell you it's it is i think for me personally hard to maintain um, sort of the attitude of hope <laughs> uh, yeah. at times. Um, I, I'm like, I have a lot to say, but I don't, you know, I, what I will say is that I'm very sad and scared and disappointed and angry. And, um, you know, I have a daughter now and I worry for her future and, um, I just, I, it's, it's, I'm dark. I mean, it is, it is, it is dark because it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it wasn't even just, it wasn't even just the decision, even though the decision was, alone was, you know, particularly alarming, but it was also sort of who I like, I'm now calling him like America's boogeyman because Clarence Thomas had to put in a different decision, had to put in his own opinion, which he rarely does and say that. Other decisions like marriage equality, like the Lawrence V. Kasdan, I think it was, where that that sort of uh, decriminalized, um, well, men who have sex with men. And so many of those decisions could then now be revisited. And it it creates this sort of um, existence of fear in people that is, in my opinion, and I want to stress that this is just my opinion, but I think that is the ultimate or the 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 ultimate motive behind a lot of these decisions is to create this sense of constant fear on a daily basis of your very being of your existence in the world Mm -hmm. or how you can live your life so that then you are always polarized and, and never find any common ground with anyone because you're constantly living in fear and it keeps us separated and it keeps us not working together. And one of the things that I love about the Golden Girls is that we are a community of all kinds of different perspectives and different types of people who watch the Golden Girls. And from conservative to liberal to gay to straight to black to white to all of it, everyone loves the Golden Girls. And I think what I can take out of this at least is, yeah, there's not a lot of hope in this moment right now. There's a lot of constant fear that we're having to be living in. But we can at least understand that if we can come together and love the golden girls, like honestly, if we can come together and love the golden girls and just like talk about the golden girls, we can also come together and maybe like vote 
and do things that can create a better future and to to create a future that is more harmonious with each other and maybe we can communicate on a different level or maybe we can communicate on the level like we communicate about the Golden Girls and realize that maybe we have some differences, but hey, we can find some common ground in some areas, so let's do that. And it's it's what I really am very hopeful for, although I will admit to be living in a very anxious, fearful place right now. I wish I had as much hope as you do, um, especially when it comes to like with everybody saying, like, you got to get out there and vote. You got to get out there and vote. It's like, that's what we did, y'all. Well, that's what that's some of what us we did. did. That's not what, enough. Of, that's what, that's know, not what a lot of us did. Yeah, I know. But 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 we have all three branches right now. I know it's by a slim margin, but it's like, what are we waiting for? Like, what did we vote for all of you for? Well, because it's, it's it's not just about, and that's that's I think one of the most as just as someone who like has worked in politics, I will say there's a lot of focus on what the federal government is doing, and that's great. And there's a lot of decisions that they make that impact our daily lives. But we have three branches of the federal government. Less than, what, 20% of the Los Angeles population voted in the primary for mayor in this city? Like, mm-hmm. there oh, are... Oh, I dis- agree. On local levels, we absolutely have to and be voting. That's what I think people mean when they say you have to get out there and vote. Because now, especially with decisions like Roe v. Wade and other ones, these important health decisions, health and economical decisions that... Because healthcare is not just a health issue, it's an economic issue as well. And... We have to be voting on the local level to be able to ensure the rights are enshrined in these states' constitutions so that people can have the access to the things that they should have access to, in my opinion. Uh, And that's why it's so important to vote. So, yes, vote every two years and four years for your president and Congress people and all of that. But also get to know who's running for mayor in your cities and city councils and state representatives. And those are people who are doing such important things. And... Would only 20-some percent of the people who live in a population vote for the state senator or for the mayor of that city? That's really, really, excuse my French, fucking sad. Like, get out there and vote because they will be the ones making the decision. And if more of those people are elected, well, then that will create change on the federal level as well in the coming years. Okay. Did I help? Did I help? Did I make you at least a little happier? I hope so. I mean, but yeah, it's just still, I mean, we're still unraveling progress. So it's like, it just, I'm fine. It's fine. We're going to talk about the Golden Girls and it's going to be great. I did yeah. not like this episode. So actually, I think, <laughs> I think I've really set my tone for the episode. I'm going to try to be pleasant because <sighs> I feel like we, you and I have a duty to the Golden Girls community. And it's not just a duty in so much as like, I look at it more as a a moral responsibility in a way. I don't yeah, know. I, I yeah. feel like everybody's dark. I feel like I shouldn't bring everybody down right now. So you know what? How about we take a quick break? Um, I'm going to pinch my cheeks until they turn a little rosy so that when I return, <laughs> I'm going to have a rosy disposition to talk about this episode because there were some really funny moments um, in it. You did just say duty like three times in a sentence. That's at least something to laugh at. There you go. Poop jokes. Always funny. (laughs) 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, this episode was a bit of like a... I mean, well, first off, before we even get into the episode, oh my God, how are we on episode 20 already? Like, I just feel like... I feel like we just started this rewatch and now there's what, only like three more episodes left or something? Like Three or four, yeah. Oh my god! Ugh, I'm so stressed. I know it's. It may, I'm like, what next? What next? I don't know. Um, but yeah, this episode for me, I I didn't. I just I didn't. I didn't love it. Um, I didn't love it either. I'll be honest, but I didn't mind it. And I did. There were some genuine chuckles that I had with Sophia in this episode because she we get to see her in shorts. And oh, my God, Stan's in the room. Hi, Stan. Stan's getting the dog. Bye, Stan. That's fine. (laughs) Um, But I I like that I got to see uh, Sophia in little shorts. And also Sophia laughing in her like evil laugh or <laughs> like that kind of laugh that she does. Like we get that yeah. quite a bit, which I love. Yeah, I spent most of the episode angry at Blanche for the way that she was treating Roland and being kind of selfish. We'll get yeah. into it. Um, but they did have some funny moments. Uh, the women did. Um yeah, let's just dive right in. Well, yeah? and it's it's a fitting episode because they're trying to get uh, uh, they're trying to get Sophia to go on vacation. And what am I doing these next few weeks? I'm going on vacation. So tell, it's, tell everybody where you're going. Well, first off, I will. I yes, I'll tell you where we're going. But we are taking then next week off, so that we will. Yes. You and I will also be on vacation next week. So this is a fitting episode to be going on vacation to, if you will. Um, but I'll be going to to Europe for a. Uh, yeah, just for fun. Yeah, and where, uh, where in Europe, so that all the fans in Europe, where can they know to stalk you, to start looking for you in <laughs> coffee shops and whatnot? I will be in the UK, and I will be in France, and it will be lots of fun, and I, I'm i going to be hiding from everybody, and it's going to be lovely. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm yeah. very much looking forward to having no responsibility at all for like a couple of weeks, no shows, no, no deadlines, no anything. No podcasts, Just, yeah. No po- I mean, I well, no, this is an enjoyable part of my life, but like I have a lot of responsibilities in my life. And so I'm, I'm nothing like being a parent like you, but I mean, God, the responsibility of waking a kid up every morning and I literally every single morning. Every- <laughs> Wait, I'm so sorry. Wait, you think I wake her up? Well, okay, true. I you think I, no. There no, are no. times it, it's the other way around. I have never babysat for Zelda because we've been in a pandemic and stuff. But there are times where I a genuine anxiety in me is that a ch- something tragic will happen to a child in my watch, which is why I can't be a parent. I should not be a parent. Um, and that is so I, my anxieties, uh, my busy life is nothing compared to the anxieties of a parent because I would be a mess. I'd be on Xanax all the time. <laughs> But still, you know, it's all relative. So it still does not minimize any of your anxieties over over your life in any way. Mm. Um, Yes, I will miss you. I will miss taking a week off from recording. Um, 
but I am looking forward to, I'm looking forward to leisurely waking up whenever I want to and waking <laughs> my baby up because she's sleeping in too long. Wouldn't that be a man? Don't you wish Zelda was Every a sleeper like that? Every parent just rolled their eyes when you said that. That's so funny. I mean, maybe if your kid's older, but like, no, when you have a baby, oh, I haven't slept in for, um, I mean, Oreo's going to be one year old tomorrow. So when you're hearing yeah. this, she turned one yesterday. Um, so, you know, we're very excited. She's turning one. That's it's wonderful. It's lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I miss, I miss sleeping in. I don't know that I'll ever sleep in again in my life, but you I don't will. know. Maybe, oh, you will in your life, but probably like not for until she's in grade school and goes on a <laughs> yeah. sleepover. It goes to sleepaway yeah. camp or something. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, vacations. Let's dive into this episode. Um, Blanche and Sophia or Blanche and Rose want Sophia to take a vacation because she's clearly working too hard. Uh, we see her. She's vacuuming and, and sleeping while she's standing up vacuuming. Um, <laughs> and it's is really so funny. funny. They try to. It's so funny. They try to call her out on it. They're like, you were sleeping. And she's like, no, no, I was napping. You never hear anyone say she went peacefully in her nap, which I thought was a really funny um, joke. Yeah. But they're really pushing her to take a vacation. Honestly, I don't even think the woman should be working at her age, but like, sure, take a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely she doesn't want to because she's like, the last time I went on vacation, Dorothy took me to Shady Pines. Uh, <laughs> so she does not want that. She said she was going to Club Med uh, and said it was, what, Dead House or something? Is that what she said? Oh, Club Dead, maybe? Club Dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Club Dead, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sophia spends most of this episode just falling asleep in different places on the job. I am seriously worried for this woman. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So, meanwhile, corporate headhunters, I guess, are coming after Roland. Uh, the Carlton Hotel wants to hire him, and he's confiding in Chewy in the kitchen about this because he's like, look, I'm, I'm not going to take the job, but he just wanted to let Chewy know. And Chewy actually has a pretty good idea. Chewy's like, I think you should use this as leverage to get a raise. But Roland, like, so, so sweet, sweet Roland. He's like, no, no, I, you know, I don't want to ask the women for a raise and please don't say anything to them. I don't want you to worry. Um, but of course, Chewy's going to say something and it doesn't matter because it's too late because Rose saw Roland having lunch with the manager or the owner of the Carlton hotel, mm -hmm. which is when he, you know, tried to poach him. Um, and, uh, Chewy is like, at first they're like, Chewy, we saw him having lunch. Like, do you know anything about it? And he's like, no at first. And then he's like, okay, yeah, he's going to take the job unless you give him a raise, which I was like, Oh, Chewy, that that's not what he said. I feel yeah. like Chewy is trying to do something nice on Roland's behalf because he thinks Roland deserves a raise, and he does. He works very yeah. hard, but like Chewy, like not your business. And he also asked you not to swear anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just sort of it feels very much like um, I don't know. It feels like it kind of feels like Rose in the Golden Girls episode where she was like insistent on someone liking her, and so she starts meddling and all like the stuff just to get that person to like her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, just yeah. it's OK. Just like let let Roland take care of Roland. He'll be fine. Yeah. Roland. Roland's a big boy. He can take care of himself. Yeah. So when Blanche finds out she is oh, I hate Blanche's attitude in this episode. She's like she is shocked that Roland would go someplace else. She takes it as a personal affront. Yeah. And like, come like, come on, Blanche. Also, like, I know he's your buddy, but he has to look out for himself and make the best decisions in his life when it comes to his job and his career. Mm -hmm. But 
Rose and Blanche have an amazing exchange. This was my favorite joke run in the episode, so we gotta play it. Oh, Blanche, of course Roland has to think about his own career. We just have to find the money for that raise. There must be something we could sell in the hotel. Perfect. Then we're agreed. We'll sell something in the hotel. Wait a minute. What about me? Well, I don't think men are going to pay for something they already are getting for free. <laughs> Rose, I meant, what about asking my opinion? Oh, I'm sorry. Of course. Blanche, do you honestly think anybody would pay to sleep with you? I... I love I, it was like it was a joke. They gave us the joke and then they gave us another joke. It yeah. was so satisfying. I loved those those two rose lines. They it wasn't so quite funny. a joke sandwich because I feel like that would require a three beat joke. It was more of like a a, a, a chip with dip. You know what I mean? It was a two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The chip was great. But then mm. like get a little bit of dip in your mouth oh. after you put the chip in your mouth. Perfect. Yes. Blue cheese. Do you, do you ever do anything like that where you. You instead of mixing something and then putting it in your mouth, you put things one at a time in your mouth and mix them. Um, no, I never do the whole mixing in my mouth situation, but I will. I will taste the chip if it's a foreign chip. I will taste the chip and I will attempt to taste the dip alone so that I can I can differentiate the tastes in my mouth. And then I will combine them and I will be like, mm. can you, what do you identify as a foreign chip? Does this just mean a chip that you, you've never tried before? So you're, unf- you don't know what it's going to taste like. Yeah, it could be, well, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a flavor I haven't tried before, but it can be a consistency of a chip or a brand mm. of a chip. I don't know mm. very well. And I want to just see what that's like. Like, for example, there was one time a couple of uh, weeks ago, um, Michael got a, uh, brand of chips um the pringles pizza brand you know what i'm talking about is like they make a pizza flavored pringles which for the I record is gross it is it is a gross chip it is a very bad chip but i because i like to find redeeming qualities in every single moment you know i attempted to find a dip that would be applicable to a pizza flavored pringles chip and um i've come to the conclusion there is not a dip that will make it taste any better than how bad it already tastes. Mm, yeah. I don't like pizza flavored chips really barbecue. I'm okay with, but I have a thing with, I love Pringles, but I think they put the salt on the wrong side of the chip. I agree. I agree. It is. There is something about the only Pringles that is actually good, but only if you eat like 10 chips, like you can't have more than 10 chips is the cheddar sour cream, or maybe it's just cheddar. I forget. Um, that's the only Pringle that I can actually be like, this is a good chip. All the others, it needs other stuff to make it better. And that is a bad chip. Welcome to Chips, the podcast <laughs> where we cover an episode of the show Chips and talk about chips. Um, <clears throat> those are some hot takes on chips. Or maybe we're giving people ideas um, mm. on how to, you know. Please send us to... your pictures of how you eat your chips and what yeah, you put on your how... chips. Yeah, what do you put on your chips? Do you think Pringles put salt on the wrong side? And flavor on the wrong side. Um, so uh, so um, then, oh, my gosh, wait, there was a joke in the scene where um, so they're still trying to figure out, like, what what's one thing we can spend money on that we don't need in this hotel? And they all look at Sophia and then Rose goes, maybe we just let nature take its course on that one. <gasps> I was I, I know Rose Nyland will deliver a biting line, but that felt like. 
a little like that just felt like she was punching down. I did not like that shade. On I mean, Rose. I love I secretly love that. I call that my hot topic rose because like it's kind of like Rose <laughs> going into hot topic and getting something goth. You know what I mean? Like there are moments where Rose goes dark, very yeah, dark. And I, was, I yeah. low key love my hot topic rose. <laughs> That's very funny. I was, I, I, I went, Ooh, I, I shitter. I shittered. I shittered. I shittered my pants. I shivered when she said that. You want a Spencer's rose. You want a Hallmark rose. You want a, you know, a a bath and body works rose. I want a hot topic rose. Yeah. I want the rose that's going to go into bath and body and like use the cucumber melon sample lotion on her hands and then smell it when she's walking out of the store and she doesn't buy anything. And And then she feels bad. So she goes back in and she buys like a little, like a little, a little travel size thing of shower gel. Did you ever watch that, that viral video of the girl who wanted the peach Bellini candle? No. Oh my God. It is, it's early YouTube and it was a viral sensation. And it's this woman with a very deep, either Wisconsin or Minnesota accent. I forget. And she was like, she goes in cause she called ahead for this peach Bellini candle and they didn't have it. And she was like, mm-hmm. I called and I didn't want any, no freaking coupons. And it's just, it's the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you the video cause it's the funniest thing I've All ever right, seen. And she's do. still, I follow her on Instagram cause I'm obsessed with her. And she's still talking about this peach Bellini uh, candle video. Cause that was her claim That's to fame. That's amazing. Yeah. Way to ride that wave. Um, so, uh, so meanwhile, the, uh, Blanche and Rose are still trying to convince Sophia to take a vacation. She doesn't want to. And she's like, look, I saw the movie alive. If our plane goes down on brunch. <laughs> that also, that also was such a nineties reference. There were so many nineties references in this video, both the commercials yeah. and film, but alive was one of those films that scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Oh, it's about it's For about people who, eating people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they crash and yeah. If you've seen um, Yellow Jackets, then then you've seen um, Alive. Yeah. Um, so finally, they're you know they're trying to convince her. And finally, she's like, "Fine, fine, fine. I will take a vacation." And they're all in the lobby, and she dings the bell, and she's like, "I'd like to get a room, please." And they're like, "No, Sophia, you can't do it here." And she's like, "Look, you said I had to go on vacation, and you didn't say where." So she wants uh, the penthouse and a video of Don Amici in Cocoon, which <laughs> we should say Don Amici, if you remember, played Rose's dad mm-hmm. on Golden Girls. And that he was one the episode. monk or the yep. priest. Was he monk or so, priest? He was a monk. Um, so here, no, the priest was um, was um, Uncle Angelo. Uh, no, no. Well, yes, Uncle Angelo was a priest. But no, I was thinking of Dorothy's priest. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Frank. Um, oh, yes. Frank Leahy. Um, okay. Yes. We know golden girls trivia. Um, so <laughs> here was the thing about the, with Sophia, the women are pushing her to go on a vacation, but the, at the end of the day, they want her to rest. So I actually really like that. She just wants to stay at the hotel because I picture Sophia going on a vacation, lugging, you know, stuff through the airport, having to check into a hotel. She's literally on an Island doing everything by herself. If you want her to rest, Give her the week off. She doesn't want to yeah. go anywhere. So I'm really glad that Sophia came to that conclusion on her own. Also, I love that idea. I mean, I I will admit that there are times where I have gone in my own hometown and got myself a hotel room just for a little night vacation. Yeah, it's a staycation. You yeah, know? it's so much you fun. T- you take a, you st- a staycation and a baby step because you go to a hotel. A staycation could just be when you stay home. But yeah, yeah. like. Because traveling can be stressful. So it's like if you're trying to avoid the stress of job or any other kind of thing, like, you know, it's totally acceptable if you just want to be home and turn your phone off for a week. Totally. Um, So meanwhile, 
Roland comes into the lobby and Blanche gets right to it. She's like, look, Chewie told us about your lunch with the Carlton and that they want to poach you. And she thought about it. And it turns out she's going rogue without even um, asking uh, her two business partners what they think. She says to Roland, which I hate that she says that she goes, even if we had the money, I wouldn't give it to you. She's like, yeah. you went behind my back and entertained an offer for another hotel. And then she fires him. Yeah, it's I mean, I get that she's doing it with the intention of like trying to better Roland's life. Like I get that. But it just it's just not pretty. It's not cute. Can I tell you something? I don't think that that was her intention. I think that that is, again, just from a if, if this were somebody in my own life, I understand it's the sitcom. I love Blanche Devereaux. But she, I think she's genuinely angry, and I think she genuinely takes it as a personal attack on her. I've had employers so that's why like she fires that. Him. I've had employers mm-hmm. like that. I once had an employer because I got an offer. This was years ago, but I got an offer for something better somewhere else. And I went to my employer. I did the thing you're supposed to do with your employer being like, hey, I got this offer from this other place. Now, I really love working here. Can you match this offer? Can you do something for me? And they got angry at me. And I was like, "Um, well, okay, so I guess I am going to this other place. Yeah, and it's yeah. business. And also, Roland didn't come to Blanche with that information. Yeah. Chewy did. Yeah. So it, she doesn't even say, like, hey, you know, do you want to talk about this? She just, like, fires right in at him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So then Rose is pissed at Blanche for making that decision without her. Roland's pissed at Chewy. Act mm-hmm. break. <clears throat> so then. Everyone's angry. <clears throat> everybody's angry. So then um, Blanche and Rose are in the office in the lobby that we rarely see interviewing new managers. Um, and they I guess they had interviewed a makeup man at a morgue, which that is such a, an interesting way to describe is what what would you actually call? Would it be like. A morgue they, anesthetician. Like, what would you call? You I wouldn't call be, somebody. They're a beautician. A beautician. A morgue a beautician. beautician. Well, I don't think you it need just, to put morgue on it because the application of where the makeup is being applied is not relevant to the title. So oh, they are, I know. I've seen my girl. I know. I understand. <laughs> I remember what Jamie Lee Curtis did not know that she'd be. She was desperate and took that job. Um, no, I think it's just beautician. They're just a beautician. <clears throat> Okay, I was just—it it was interesting. The morgue, the morgue bit just make makes it makeup sexier. Makeup man at a morgue. Yeah, I mean that just makes it sexier. Yeah. Uh, so Chewie comes in to apply. They're obviously not going to hire him. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the crying game reference. I—I I mean that was another one that I was like, oh brother, another film. Re- I mean this was like a a nuanced kind of problematic film reference, but um, Is, I think I. What's the I've never seen the crying game, but I was like just trying to piece together the joke based the, on having never seen it. Well, the conceit, the whole the popular culture conceit of what the crying game became about was a a trans woman uh, concealing her trans identity. And then the shocked, I think it was a police guy finding out that the person he's been lusting after all this time used to be in his mind, quote unquote, a man. Right. And, and so it was, it's sort of that trans panic sort of thing, but it's also like yeah. a thriller, killer, mystery sort of thing. It's a complicated film. Problematic does not hold up well. That said, um, the joke was also just bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, that, that was, I was sort of piecing together what the joke was because, yeah, he's like, I hadn't seen the end of the movie. But, but ooh, this also has, has this also has a, um, 
another like joke that I was also kind of like, that's just a bad joke when he when Blanche goes, oh, so you're a brown man. And then Chewie's like, oh, I prefer Chicano, which I think is a funny comeback for him to say. But the setup of the joke was just kind of, I don't know. It just it didn't even feel authentic for what Blanche would say, because she would probably look at Brown and be like, what's Brown? You know what I mean? Like it didn't it's not a southern school. So why would she is it a southern school? No, it's not a southern school. I don't think so. And so she like I don't it just didn't feel like something Blanche would say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole like the whole scene was like, eh, fine. Like yeah. I wasn't I didn't even write a ton of quotes down because I was like, it's a fine. It's a fine scene. Yeah. What what I didn't then again, I, I feel like I'm really hating on Blanche in this episode. I apologize. But then and then after Chewie leaves, Blanche turns to Rose and she's like, man, we could really use Sophia's help right now. And Rose is like, yeah, maybe we can get her to cut her vacation short. And I'm like, you just said the woman needs rest. Is this vacation for her or is it for you to get her out of your hair? Yeah. It's like the woman needs rest. But then there's a really cute moment where they come out into the lobby and they're like, you know, what is she even doing? It's like, oh, well, Miami's a big city. I'm sure she's out, you know, gallivanting, doing whatever. And Sophia is literally just like hitting the elevator opens and she's pressing the button and it's closing and opening and pressing the button and closing and opening. Um, I so laughed finally, out loud at that. I it, it was that. really I loved, cute. I loved her giggle. Her giggle was so funny. Um, so then she comes out and they're like, oh, Sophia, you know, the rooms need clean and meals need cooking. Again, they need to have more employees. Yeah. And um, they beg her to, to come back and, and start working. And she makes them beg. Then she makes them kiss her hand yeah. Then she makes them dance, but only Rose dances. And it's really funny. She makes them do all that only to say, go to hell. I'm staying on vacation. I was like, <laughs> good for you. So yeah, uh, good for her. Totally. I would too. Yep. Um, so then Rose. So then Sophia's like, I'm out. Rose finally, finally calls Blanche selfish for firing Roland. And then this is where Blanche, I think is like backpedaling a little bit. And she's like, look, I only did it for his own good. You know, um, we'll never be able to pay him more. He never would have left. Um, and I, I, and it's just like you were like, I hate this argument of it was for his own good, because I'll tell you, I once had a job where someone I was, I was, it's not that I was fired. It's like one of those things where it's like, you're either invited back or you're not invited back. Cause you have like a break and then it's like, okay, we're doing this new thing, a new project or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was not invited back. And I was like, um, why? And my boss was like, I'm, t- you are way too good for this job. Like you shouldn't be doing this kind of job. You're, you know, you, you need to be a level or two up. And I was like, I'm, can I make that decision for myself? Cause I yeah. can tell you what I do need right now. I need a paycheck so I can pay my rent and buy groceries. Yeah. So I don't like it when people make other decisions for people because they think it's what's best, based especially on, based on their assumptions of you, not so much right. like what you've expressed to them, but their mm-hmm. assumptions, which yes, granted, they're positive assumptions that you're a qualified worker, that you're good at your job, all of those things. But those that those aren't decisions that others should make for you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, remember, Chewie was the one that told her this information. Yeah. Roland has not expressed any of this to her. So that's why it also made me upset. Do you know how many people in this world, <laughs> and, and this is a luxury I think that, that a lot of people, ha- some people have, but how many people just to kind of 
don't care. Like I have so many friends who are like, I just have a job to have a job. I would rather just like do my own thing in my own life and not have my job be defining me. And so they work in retail or they work in whatever because they like the other things in their life and they're not defined by their job. And it's like, Mm -hmm. so take a job that, yeah, sure, might be beneath your intellectual abilities, but like maybe your intellectual abilities are better suited for the things that you want to pursue in your own life and not be reflected in your job. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So then um, Blanche is like, you know, because they assume that Roland got the job at the Carlton Hotel as a manager. And she's like, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Roland's off to a new career. And then they show stock video of an airplane. Mm -hmm. And I was like, at first I was like, wait a minute, why would Blanche assume that he was getting on an airplane for anything? But then I was like, oh yeah, I, now I'm, now I remember it's that the Carlton hotel wouldn't take Roland and we see an airplane because Roland is actually working at a bike rental place near the airport, which is a place that he worked 10 years ago. It sounds like probably before he got his job, um, at the golden palace. And, Um, it's this place, like it's kind of outdoorsy. It's got like, it's like shack like almost and has all these bikes. And every time a plane goes over, it's very loud and the bikes all fall over and he's dressed like he's going on safari. I didn't get the safari bit. That that part was weird to me. I didn't understand why he was dressed the way that he was. I didn't remember seeing like a sign for the bike rental place. Um, uh, but yeah, so Chewy comes to visit him to apologize. Um, and Roland gives a, a kid a bike that's clearly too big for him. Did yeah. you notice that? Like, yeah. I was like, you just give a kid an adult bike, but, but I think that was intentional being... too, because he just doesn't care about the job. Also that kid was being a little shit. So yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so Chewy goes to see how he's doing and he's like, look, man, I'm going to get your job back. And Roland's like, no, 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 no. You keep meddling. Don't say anything to the women about me being here. Like, I'm fine. But then, like, we, in, like, a moment, we find out that he does actually really want Chewie to tell because, like, there are planes going overhead. He can't hear anything. The little kid is, like, tugging on his pants. The bikes are falling over. It's, like, he's clearly miserable. And he's, like, all right, you know, he wants wants Chewie to tell him. Um, So then back at the hotel, um, Everybody's depressed about Roland being gone. And Sophia comes back. Her vacation's over. She's like, hello, I'm back. And nobody really cares. And there's a really funny moment where she's like, what do I have to do to get some attention around here? A cartwheel? I have to warn you, I'm not wearing underwear. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I love that. But also... It was so cute. Sophia, I mean, we, we know how many problems you've had with the accidental urination and the continents. I mean, wear underwear. She absolutely should. I thought you were going to be more concerned that she shouldn't be doing a cartwheel, but I was like, eh, she's well rested. Maybe she could. (laughs) So Chewie finally squeals and reveals where Roland is and him and Blanche and Rose, they're like, we got to go get Roland back. So they all run out, leaving Sophia behind to run the entire hotel. And Sophia falls asleep at the desk. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So funny. Oh, so then um, when they find Roland, he's doing this thing that I think, I feel like I've seen in other movies or shows, but I always really like it where he's lying on his back and he's looking up at a plane, planes go by and he points at one and he goes, DC 10, 
He's like, yep. When you spend hours on your back, you get to know these things. And as Blanche Rose and Chewie are entering, Blanche looks up and goes, oh, DC tan. (laughs) I did love that. I also love Blanche's outfits in this episode. That red dress she was wearing in this scene was so good. She always looks good in red. I mean, that's why she got married in red. Yeah. Um, so Blanche, um, you know, so they, they of course want Roland back and she's like, look, you can't be mad at me. I had good intentions, which again, you shouldn't tell a person how they should feel. Um, you know, even though she ruined his life, but she, she wants him to come back. So he does exactly what Sophia made them do. He makes them beg. He makes them kiss the hand. He makes them dance. And then when Roland says he's going to come back, it's really sweet. The audience claps. Mm hmm. Which I like because it's like, I mean, in this episode, I was cheering for Roland. I wanted Roland to have more validation in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, it was, I was glad that the audience clapped. Um, so he goes back. Uh, there's a whole thing where he's like, Rose, I miss your Santa Olaf stories. And then he waits for a plane to go by to have Rose start telling him one so he can't hear it, yada, yada. Yeah, which I thought um, was a cute bit because so- that's, that's how I want with all St. Olaf stories. I'm not a fan of the St. Olaf stories. So I enjoyed the plane over the story moment. Oh, I love them because you never know what you're going to get. It's always a fun True. bag of like weird, weird foods and names and talents. I love it. Um, so back at the hotel in the kitchen, um, Blanche mentions that she thinks she found another way to make money for the hotel so they can give Roland the raise that they want to give him. And she just goes, I found some ways to cut corners, which that sounds sketchy to me yeah like what corners are you cutting is it safety yeah is it is it some kind of like hygiene and sanitary things around like are you doing are you washing the sheets and stuff less like when you're like what is that what aren't you regulating anymore Um, (laughs) i was worried i was very worried it would have been fun really if if the way she you know figured out to cut or the way they figured out to make more money was like something that could have been like a callback or a runner throughout the episode versus just a line of like, you know, Oh, just we cut corners. But I really, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't done and maybe they do. And I just, cause I haven't watched the pre the next episodes, but I really want it to be like a, like a sex worker moment where like <laughs> she gets, she starts like letting people turn tricks in the hotel and stuff. That to me is a great storyline. Like, why won't they do that? Honestly, there could there could have been a whole episode where they actually have to cut. They try to cut corners like the the hotel. They don't have a lot of money and they need to start cutting corners in some way. And it's like it's real hijinksy. It could have been the same as when the guy choked in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, I don't oh my know. God. I that, that was been fun. looking back. That was probably one of my favorite episodes. The choking in the chicken. It one. was That's so a good, one. good. Just yeah. so much physical comedy. It, yeah. yeah I, I wish this one could have been like that one. Yeah. Um, so so then Roland's like, so Roland is back and he's like, you know, I'm I'm actually going to incorporate something I learned from the bike rental place into the hotel. And then Sophia walks in also dressed like she's on safari. And I'm like, again, but also what what is this for? They never mention why Roland is dressed this way. And then it's like. Like, what's the joke besides Sophia walks in looking like she's dressed differently? I yeah. did not understand what that joke, what any of I that mean, was supposed to mean. Maybe we both missed something earlier on, but I don't think so. I think it's just a reference to Roland being in the outfit. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This, I don't know. 
this whole episode just felt like it was kind of lazily written. Um, But then Sophia, she did have a funny, the last line was funny where she comes in and she's again, dressed in this outfit. And she's like, hypothetically, let's just say I bit some kid on the leg. Could they sue? Which, you know, (laughs) funny. It has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, but um, it was, I love that. I have a friend who randomly texts me. We both know this friend that I'll tell you when we're not recording, but uh, I, I have a friend who will randomly text me the most the strangest hypothetical questions that you know aren't hypothetical, that there's something that he's plotting, but yet he'll send them and there's no context ever. It's like today, for example, the text was, can you get in trouble for sending a non-threatening letter to a justice? And I was like, well, I mean, it depends on how they perceive the if it is a threat or not. I mean, to, a threat to you could be very different to a federal judge. I don't know. <laughs> really funny i think i know who it is yeah um that's really funny uh and then the tag of this episode it's like it's whatever chewy is approaching the girls and he's like look a corporate headhunter has approached me i i'm gonna take another job what should i do and trying to like leverage and they're just like take it they don't care it's it was whatever i know it was yeah it just was and also like there never really was a real acknowledgement of Sure, Chewie was meddling, but his heart was in the right place. Yeah, yes. I, I think, I do think, I think Chewie was way more redeemable in his actions than Blanche was in this mm-hmm. episode. She was mm-hmm. just, I was not happy. I'm glad that she did apologize, but, yes. um, but yeah. So that was the episode. Well, should we come, like, take a little break and come back with a golden takeaway? Yes, we should. Okay, we're back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your golden takeaway from this episode? I think my golden takeaway is so the moment where Sophia is playing with the buttons in the elevator uh, and it's just, it's the most simple thing and it's just yeah. making her laugh. You know, I look at little Oreo and it's so funny, you know, she's got these toys and stuff. And sometimes I'll just bring over like a spatula and a wooden spoon and I'll bang mm-hmm. them together and she will crack up and then she'll play with that for an hour. <laughs> so I think I would like to encourage all of our listeners to try to find enjoyment, especially in these times right now, just look around you or go somewhere if you need to get out of the place that you're at and maybe just try to find really simple things to appreciate and enjoy. Yeah. Splashing in a puddle, literally stopping to smell a rose, just anything like I encourage you to just today, tomorrow, just find something really simple and try to get a little joy out of it. Yeah, we could all use a little bit of joy. I agree with that full heartily. And my golden takeaway is along the same lines, actually, I took inspiration from Sophia's at, at, at first reluctant, but then insistence on her taking a break. And I think that's so important. I often am one to just work, 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 go, go, go. I, I don't even remember the last time I took a real vacation. And, and I think it's important to recognize, you know, stepping back and saying, I need a break is a part of self-care. And so 
sometimes just step back and say, I just need a moment here. I need a week away from whatever your life is. If you can, if you, if you have the access to doing that, but it doesn't have to be grand. It can also be as simple as like you said, going and smelling a rose, going to a park, going on a walk, having a great conversation with an old friend you haven't talked to in a long time. Like those little moments are sort of graceful little moments of self-care that you can take very easily in your life. And I think more people should do that because I feel like it'll make us healthier and more mentally stable, especially in a time like this. I also think that's a really good takeaway. Look at us. We should, I think after we watch all of these episodes, we should turn this into a self-help podcast. Maybe. Yeah. What would we call it? Out on the lanai. (laughs) A self-help podcast. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you all so much for listening today. I hope I wasn't too much of a Debbie Downer. And I hope that even though this episode wasn't the greatest, um, that you all still enjoyed watching it and and hearing us weigh in with our thoughts. And we'd love to know what you think, too, Um, especially uh, when we watch next week's episode, which is titled Tad. What a strange name for an episode. Tad. Is that a name, you think? Yes, you and I, next week's episode is people have talked about it a little bit online. Oh, is it controversial? It could be perceived that way. It's, well, you'll see, you'll see when we watch it. Well, we'll be watching that in in two weeks because Mm -hmm. I'll be, yes. So like, no, in a week, in a week, excuse me. Um, So I'm very excited about about that uh so you, hey before yeah. we get into um uh hoo ha and all that great stuff i would say since we're taking a week off which episode if somebody next week in lieu of a new episode wanted to go back and listen to an episode that we have recorded in the past yeah. can you kind of think off the top of your head what might be a fun episode for them to listen to Oh, wow. You know, I still get messages about our infamous um, George Clooney fight. That's one. Uh, that episode. So that comes would up. be um, To Catch a Neighbor. Yes, that comes Season up a lot. Two, I think. Two, I think. Yeah. Um, that one comes up often. And anything we've done with Alaska and Elliot often comes up. Like the best of episodes come up quite a bit. Yeah. So maybe the best of episodes or Henny Penny. We did a Henny Penny with them, which I know was a yeah. lot of fun. Oh, yeah, maybe so- maybe Henny Penny. Yeah, let us know, guys. Out, out of the ones we just mentioned, which one would you guys like to hear from? And maybe in our week off, we'll re-release that episode so you can listen to it again. Kind of like a 4th of July week best of moment. Yeah, that could yeah. be fun. Yeah, Uh, I love that. Well, so if you want to let us know, you can let us know on social media. You can find us on all of the socials at Twitter at Golden Girls Pod, on Instagram at Out on the Lanai Official, on Facebook, Golden Girls Pod. And I'm H. Allen Scott and City Pines on everything. And you, of course, can find us also on the Hoo Ha Ha Network. They have so many amazing podcasts that you should check out. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squiddy Squid on Twitter. And I just did a who I did. I did a Hoo Ha Ha Pride show. And and yes, how was it? It was fantastic. It was a great lineup of comics. And the team at Hoo Ha Ha was great. And it was at the Crow here in Los Angeles, which is a new comedy um space in santa monica and it was it was a lot of fun and it was i just love what hoo ha ha was has, is putting together and people should go download the app and do all of the things because hoo ha ha is supporting women creators and and people of gender expansive identities and to to get out there and 
create comedy in different spaces, and it's just kind of really great, the great work they're doing. So we're really, we're really proud to be a part of the Huaha family. We sure are. I'm glad you yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Uh, and if you all have a moment, if you want to rate and review the podcast, uh, wherever you get the podcast, that would be amazing. We absolutely love hearing from everybody on social media. Um, yeah, let's all just keep trying to lift each other up and, and, and be comforting and, um, compassionate and, uh, just continue to be super golden girls fans who take care of each other. I fully agree. And I love that sentiment. So as always, especially this week, remember stay golden. Stay golden. I'm not kidding.